Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Let's get ready to gather around the Word of God and glean from it truth that will help us rightfully divide it and, and, and be able to apply it in a practical, personal way to our walk with God today, uh, particularly in the area of believing and receiving. Uh, that is part of in, in uh, the focus on answered prayer today. Can you imagine what it would be like if all of our prayers were so uh, perfectly prayed in the will of God that we receive answers and we release the Spirit of God to move and God's power in person to move in our behalf. Oh, friend of mine, what a mighty, joyful, victorious, church would emerge. (laughs) Amen. When prayers are answered according to the will of God, when they're prayed in faith by the people of God. Hallelujah. Well, we want to get into this message. We want, more importantly, this message to get in us today. Praise God, because there is is clear uh, teaching in Scripture that God has made himself available to us, especially through what Jesus did at the cross. We have access to God. We've been reconciled to him, redeemed by the blood of Jesus and reconciled unto God, that we might have a familial relationship with him. Him, even to the point of being able to begin our prayer with the actual words or the the activated attitude, our Father which art in heaven. Praise God. You talk about blessing. Talk about benefits of the cross. You know, it's not just, yes, the greatest, greatest benefit of all we would think would be escaping hell and obtaining heaven and certainly that's way up there amen but i want you to know the greater work of god is not to save us from hell and take us to heaven it is to save us from sin satan and self and bring us into his royal family that we might be called the sons and daughters of Almighty God, that we may have the privilege, the awesome privilege of calling Him our Heavenly Father. Praise God. Well, listen today. We have a Father in Heaven who loves to 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 show His kindness to us, His loving kindness and grace, especially in this area of answered prayer. Why are not more prayers answered then? If we have access to God, He loves us as His dear children. What 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 is the issue of answered prayer? We want to cover that today. We're going to speak of the authority of the believer, how far that authority goes, and when that authority stops, and we we see that we must bow before we believe. Amen. Well, let's get into it. I'm ahead of myself today. Believing and receiving. Let's read Mark's gospel, one scripture in particular, but let's put it in context in Mark 11:22 through 24. It said, And Jesus answering saith unto them, 
Have faith in God. I want to stop right there, and there are those that will interpret this, have the faith of God, so we can speak as God in the rest of this scripture. No, that is not what that's saying. I want to caution you today to be careful of any interpretation of scripture that makes you less dependent on God and more dependent on yourself. In other words, God doesn't want us, according to his word, he doesn't want us to have faith in our faith unless our faith is in his faithfulness. I want to say that again. God doesn't want you or I to to be taught some teaching that puts us in God's place, that supplants him, puts us where he should be. Have faith in God. Let's put it in the New Testament context also, where Jesus, where it says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory be to God. Friend of mine, God wants your focus on Him and not yourself and not your own resolve and ability to believe except that you are trusting wholly in Him. So it starts out with have faith in God. Leave it where it is. That's where it belongs. Verse 23 says, For verily, or surely, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, this is relating to believing and receiving in prayer. This is not the believer just having that God kind of faith and being able to speak as if God himself is speaking. This is when we pray. And by the way, prayer is exercising a dependence on God. Amen. The scripture said we have not because we ask not. We're not making God our source. This is all about having faith in God and speaking to the problem, the circumstance that we are in by faith that God hears and answers prayer. Hallelujah. Listen, therefore I say unto you whatsoever things you desire when you pray. So this is how to believe and receive when we pray. And it says, believe that you receive them when you pray and you shall have them. I like the Amplified who puts this, make sure we don't conceive this or perceive this as a blank check that we can just write in anything that we want. The Amplified says, whatsoever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will. I want to tell you something. We, we should know that. That should be a given to balance this, this message of hyper faith and, and, and little gods and, and, and taking the place of God with our great faith. Friend of mine, we have great favor and we should have great faith in God, but not faith in our faith alone. Faith is not, never was, never will be a force that is developed within us. 
I've said it before. I'm going to reiterate it. Amen. This, that is mysticism. That is, that is not practical, personal, scriptural truth today. God is always the object of faith. Christ is always the focus of our faith, looking unto Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 says it very clearly. They that come to God must, it's an imperative, believe that He is and that He is a rewarder. See, have faith in God. Okay, let me read this again. Whatsoever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you receive them and they will be given you. And I'm going to quote again someone who who rightfully said, Nothing lies beyond the reach of prayer, but that that lies beyond the will of God. You can't have everything you want, but you can receive everything that He wills. When we use the, the, the blessing and benefit of prayer, and we believe that we receive when we pray. So discovering and surrendering to the will of God is crucial, and I want to underscore this statement, the legal use of faith. In the pattern for all prayer, Jesus reveals the foundation for the legal use of faith in prayer. Matthew 6 and verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in and on earth as it is in heaven. So when the scriptures declare, dear friend, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it primarily means that the word of God reveals first and foremost before the promises of God is the person of God. Amen. The reason faith cometh, the reason that we can believe, therefore, that He is and that He is a rewarder is because the Word of God reveals the character of God, the unfailing love, the the absolute integrity of His Word. And secondarily, the scriptures reveal the will of God. His promises reveal his purposes. If it wasn't his will, <laughs> believe me, he would have never promised it in his word. Amen. Numbers twenty nine nineteen bears this out about God's integrity. It said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said And shall he not do it? Hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Amen. I love that Old Testament scripture that we claim when we come to make this broadcast and we continue to have outreach ministries. It says, My word is like the rain and the snow that comes down out of heaven and watereth the earth and causes it to bring forth and to bud. So shall the word be that it will not, it will not return to me void, he says. It will accomplish that that I desire and it will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. 
Hallelujah. God is sending His Word to you today because He wants to bless you. He wants to keep you. He wants to cause you, amen, to flourish like the date palm as far as fruitfulness in your life. He wants you to come boldly. Before, bold, <laughs> hallelujah, leave before the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. Friend, when we have his word on it, we're on solid ground to believe when we pray. When we have his word on it, we are on solid ground to believe when we pray. That's why the study of God's word is so vital to our faith. That's why John 8, 30 and 31 is so important. If you continue, Christ taught, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. See, you won't just know it intellectually, but spiritually revealed. This is, this, this word is quick and powerful. It's alive and filled with potential. <laughs> Amen. Gets in a good ground heart. It brings, it brings forth fruit. 30, 60, and even 100 fold. I, I, I would rather be in an anointed Bible study than to just be prophesied over. I would rather get the word of God in me than just hear a word from God. I want both. Don't get me wrong. But on the top shelf is that that will never pass away. Amen. Listen, friend of mine, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will abide forever. Praise God. So I, I want the study of God's word. I don't want to hear what's trending. I want to hear what's true. How about you? And I want to hear it from the word of God. Someone said it this way about what we just read. No spoken word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. If God speaks something, it will come to pass. Jeremiah 1.12 says, I will hasten my word to perform it. I love the Amplified of this. It says, I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Uh, when, when possible, I believe we should pray the word itself. Find a scripture that addresses your situation and incorporate it into the word. Amen. If, if you're, if you've been giving to the Lord and the devil's trying to stop your harvest or your return, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, shaken together, pressed down, running over, men shall give unto your bosom. And the devil is fighting that says, you can begin a prayer like this and, and any other. Find a scripture for it. <laughs> this is one of them. Lord, I've been giving. I've been giving, uh, I've been giving not just to get, but because I love you. And I've been giving liberally, and your word declares that I will reap according to my giving. And I pray right now that the enemy, that you'll rebuke the devourer 
for my sake. Hallelujah. And I believe that there's going to be a breakthrough in this area of my life because you have promised it. You have purposed it. And I have your word on it. And I'm believing you for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, there's uh, many different ways to incorporate the word of God into the prayer to meet the need. Because why? Because he's alert and active and watching over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and verse 27. It says, And he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession according to the will of God. If you can't find a word in the Bible on it or a scripture on it, listen, you can claim in prayer as you defer to the Holy Spirit who knows the will of God. If His will in your situation is not clearly revealed in Scripture, defer to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because He searches the hearts and knows what is the mind of the Spirit is because He maketh intercession according to the will of God. Now, First John five fourteen and 15 says, And this is the confidence. This is why we can speak to the mountain after we pray about the mountain. Hallelujah. Because of this scripture, this is where that boldness comes from. This is where there's no doubt that what we say is going to come to pass because he's already willed it. He's already purposed it. We have discovered his will and his purpose, and it's in the way of his will and his purpose, and it's his will be done, not my will be done. It's thy will be done. In that state of surrender to his will, we find power in our faith. Hallelujah. Listen to it. And this is the confidence. John, first John 5, 14, 15. This is the confidence. This is see where that boldness comes from. This is where that kind of faith comes from. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. We know it before we see it. Therefore, we believe before we see. And therefore, we speak to the mountain before, before it moves. Praise God. Mark eleven twenty two through 24 tells us that we can speak to the situation after we've expressed our faith in God through surrender and believing in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. We can believe that what we say in prayer and in exercise of spiritual authority will come to pass because God willed it first. God purposed it first. God promised it first. And even God in his word has said it first. Uh, the scripture says to hold fast our profession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. He is faithful. You see, he watches over his word to perform it. Hath he said it? Will he not do it? 
He's God, a man of his word. Heaven and earth will pass away. He said, my word's going nowhere. Nothing's going to shake it. It's never going to get old. It's never going to get rusty. It's never going to get get uh, antiquated. It's always going to be in effect. In fact, the heavens that we see are in their perfect or, order and orbit because they're held in place by the power of His Word and His will. Praise God. Amen. When there's a mountain standing, therefore, in opposition to His revealed will that we have surrendered to to discover. By the way, if you don't surrender... To the will of God in your life, you will never discover and be able to cooperate with the will of God in your life. Bold faith won't come by just reading promises. It comes when you begin to bow to a person. That's why the pattern prayer begins with our Father which art in heaven. But listen to the bowing. Here you bow, hallowed be thy name. And here you acquiesce to him. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If a mountain stands in a way, therefore, of his revealed purpose that you have discovered, I have discovered by yielding and bowing to him and saying, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what releases the grace and the power of God and the purpose of God in your life and your mind and in my life. Praise God. Friend of mine, that's where God is taking us today. That's where He wants us to be today. That's where He wants us to stand today. But it requires a full surrender to God in order for His will to be done. Now, there are scriptures that clearly say what His will is. And, and when we have that word on it, we should never pray, uh, uh, Thy will be done, because we have it. We see it clearly in the Word of God. But there are, are situations where our will and His will will come into conflict. The Apostle Paul did it this way. He knew God wanted him to preach the gospel, had a mandate from God, appointed of God, an anointing of God. There was a buffeting spirit sent from hell to fight him on this. The devil fights what he fears. And Paul saw this mountain of circumstance in his way, a hindrance to keeping that mandate uh, and and going forth and carrying the gospel with the anointing of an apostle, seeing miracles and seeing wonders and seeing God move, save, heal, and deliver. And yet here was this, this, this buffeting, this circumstance that kept coming up in the way. And he said, I besought the Lord thrice. Three times he prayed for the removal now, you see, until you know the will of God through surrender, you can't take Mark 11 and apply it to your life. If it's not the will of God, you can't supersede the will of God by building your faith to some hyper-super level. I want you to get that today because it's being taught out there. It's been taught, it's being taught, but it's wrong. The Apostle Paul prayed three times in faith believing. <laughs> and three times 
God did not remove that obstacle. That mountain did not move. And Paul waited in surrender before the Lord. And while he waited in surrender before the Lord, the Lord spoke to him. And I'm sure he had the question in his heart. And the Lord spoke to him and said unto him, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And when Paul saw it in surrender, he said, Listen, I'm not going to ask you anymore to move that particular mountain. And he described what it was. It was an emissary, a special agent. (laughs) Satan was so intimidated by the anointing on Paul and, and the, 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 what he was doing for God and, and, and the harm he was, he was, uh, 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 waging against the enemy (laughs) victoriously. Listen. He sent a special agent whose one mission was to hinder and destroy Paul if possible, and if not destroy him, hinder him. Always have something coming up to hinder him. And, 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 and Paul enumerated this. It's, it's no, it's pretty clear what was going on. He said, listen, he said, I was given, I was beaten with rods on three occasions. I was given 39 stripes of the Jews. You know why 39? Because after 39 stripes, this beating was so severe, if he went beyond 39, many of them went into shock and died. This was not corporal punishment. It was to beat them within, literally within an inch of their life. One stripe over 39 could cause them to go into shock and die. He said, I received 39 stripes on five occasions. I was shipwrecked a day and a night. I fell among thieves. What? God's servant? With God's favor, God's blessing, God's anointing, this third heaven man that saw heaven and had wrote, wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament, he got robbed. He was shipwrecked. Oh, there's, there's, God turned all of this into a blessing, but he didn't understand when it was happening, but he, he got a new perception about how God moves and how God works and how God is glorified when we are in a predicament <laughs> more more than when we don't have any problems, when we pray and put our trust totally in Him and not in ourselves or anyone or anything else. Paul said, listen, I understand now. Amen. When I'm weakened by these circumstances that come upon me. Oh, by, by the way, something else. He wasn't just hurt without, stoned and left for dead. But he said, I was among false brethren. Those that broke his heart within. And yet, he said, this 
emissary from Satan that buffets me. We just had a hurricane, and there's uh, there's snippets of that hurricane coming in to the west coast of Florida, and you can see the palm trees leaning over when those gusts would come at over 140 miles an hour. And it looked like they might just go down, but they didn't. They didn't. And that's why oak trees, which are rigid, they don't stand storms like that. Limbs break off. Trees are literally broken. But palm trees give under it. They're buffeted, but they are not broken. And God wants His children, though we are buffeted, living in a faulty body in a fallen world with a formidable foe, an enemy that he's he's aggressive, he never quits trying to overthrow the kingdom of God, which cannot be moved. He will never give up until he's put in the pit and then consigned forever in hell. But until then, he is loose upon this planet, but he is losing when Christians are like those palm trees. We are buffeted, but we are not broken. The Apostle Paul discovered the sufficiency of God's grace. He discovered the vital importance of surrendering to the will of God and believing with all of his heart, no matter what the circumstances saying, that all things are working together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. And he understood his purpose then for him and for all of us. Amen. And the next verse, verse 29 of Romans 28 says, Amen. This, for whom he did foreknow, he did predestine to be conformed to the image of his Son, And Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Suffer with him, we reign with him. That not just when he comes in the millennial reign, but right here, right now, we are kings and priests, and we reign with him when we are surrendered as he was. There is serenity in this surrender, peace that passes understanding, knowing God's purpose will not be thwarted because of some emissary from Satan that is buffeting us. Praise God. God is still glorified, and we are being sanctified. Praise God. Purified. Our faith becomes pure because everyone and everything including ourselves that we put our trust in when all of that is blown away we come back to where faith should be and could be and will be if we allow God to take us through it and that is an unbroken focus on him is our source. Hallelujah. And an unshakable faith <laughs> that what he has promised, he will bring to pass because he watches over his word. So Paul changed. There's no evidence that, that what he prayed for changed. There is evidence that he continued to be buffeted, but it didn't stop him. He, he said, lest I be lifted up through many and so many revelations, 
there was given to me. God allowed in his permissive will, in other words, an emissary from Satan to buffet me. (laughs) But he said, you know something? He said, none of these things move me. None of these things change what I'm doing for God. In, In fact, these things aid and abet me to stay humbly dependent on God, to be a representative of His grace no matter what I face. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, we are more than conquerors. Am I, am I going to complain? He said, nay. We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us because I'm now going to take pleasure in the pressure I thought was in the way. Because when I trust God, exclusively, I am a candidate for this grace and this mercy and this special grace that upholds me. Even when I'm at my weakest, I qualify for His strength that the glory in every victory might go to God and not unto me. Oh, friend of mine, we can believe that what we say in prayer and in exercise of spiritual authority will come to pass because God said it first. Hold fast your profession. And that word is confession. And it literally means in the Greek to say the same thing as another. Once God hath said it, we can say it in the full authority in which he said it. We don't become God. We are the servants of God, bowing to God and believing him that when we pray, poof, bang. Oh, man, I feel like, you know, Satan fights our prayer life. But if we do pray at all, he fights us believing when we pray. But when we get in the Word of God, get the Word of God in us, bow to the God of the Word, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done, and we discover his will. Praise God, and we're filled with grace and mercy and truth and power. Glory, it makes us want to pray. We have an incentive to pray. And when we pray in that posture, we're going to see great and mighty things that we know not. Now unto him, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we think or ask according to the power that worketh in us. I believe it's that faith released in prayer is the power that works in us. Praise God. Friend of mine, I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about what He's going to do when we learn to believe when we pray. And I pray for you and to your family and your household today. Our dear friends in Nashville area, up in Tennessee, we pray for you. And we pray that you will continue to pray for us. And as we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We see mountains in the way and we pray and speak to those mountains. And we see God move in our generation. Yes, in our sinful culture, in our sin-darkened world, we see a move of God. I believe this kind of praying is going to bring a revival 
in the midst of the falling away, in the midst of a compromise, many compromised churches and ministers and denominations. I believe there's a righteous remnant. I believe spiritual warriors are being raised up that will wage effective spiritual warfare. And I believe we're going to get a look at something before Jesus comes. I believe we're going to see a sanctified people set apart unto Him, shining as beacons. As the Scripture said, you shine as lights in the midst of a wicked, in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. And yet there you are, letting your light shine, kept by the power of God, moving in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I believe this righteous remnant is going to see a last day in gathering of souls. A revival in the true church that hasn't bowed to Baal. (laughs) I want to be one of those. How about you today? So today when we pray, when we pray for our nation, when we pray for our families, when we pray for our circumstances, let's believe And let's receive that God may be glorified, that His kingdom may come, and His will be done in Jesus' name. If you don't know Christ today as your Lord and personal Savior, the Bible says of you that the wrath of God, the justifiable anger, rests upon you. But He sent His Son to die for you because He wants you to be reconciled to Him. So come to Christ today. Run to Christ today and be delivered from the wrath to come in Jesus' name.